You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round 17 and preview of round 18's massive double game week. This episode is brought to you by, does California really need a fourth team when the other two are basically not before? Uh, ne- never mind. No, 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 no. Uh, actually, actually uh, brought to you by our amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon supporters. It's because of you that we are able to keep this podcast and project going as long as we have. If you're interested in learning more about our Patreon community, head over to patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm your host, Reed Conley from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight, my partners in fantasy are both MIA. Yes, uh, Blaine was doing massive work with his family this week, cleaning out some storage rooms and stuff like that. And so he is unavailable due to exhaustion and needing to just decompress. And Ashley, unfortunately, after being out last week with the girlfriend, having some good fun when she came in to visit, uh, caught some sickness from her kid, which I totally understand. And so she is also sidelined tonight on the disabled list. So uh, I'd like to, though, welcome a very special guest that we have joining and filling in. We have Matt Wojo from uh, MLS Fantasy Boss Discord, but also the number two overall ranked player in the MLS Fantasy game joining us tonight to talk fantasy ahead of this double game week round. Matt, how you doing? Hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. And I just want to say, before we get too deep into this, I know in the intro I said, like, when the other two California teams, I know there are three, but San Jose's doing well, and the two LA teams are just not doing well. So that's that was what that was. Before I get ads about, you said the other two. I know there are three. I know there are three. I said four. Don't 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 come at me. It's okay. Uh, but yes, just so, so excited to have Matt here to kind of chat with Fantasy. Before we get started, also, I want to give one quick plug right now that this is, and I'll mention this again, this is the final round of the third quarter qualifier for the MLS Fantasy Champions League with the official fantasy game. So this is your final round to solidify your top 50 spot during this group. If you go to your league section, you should see it as a third round qualifier. Top 50 players will be entered into the Fantasy Champions League. The next quarter qualifier starts with round 19 and then we'll have a few weeks after that and then the last final few weeks will be to decide the champions of the champions so uh, that may play into your choices for this round but just want to make a call out to that right now now before we get into our expectations and reality though just a quick little little recap of what did and didn't work if you're in chat right now go ahead and let me know how uh, you did with your overall points would love to see that uh, but Matt, like I said, your number two player overall, no pressure. I know that we've had Christian on before who's been on top and and that that ranking switches back and forth. But just what are some general tips that you can give to players right now for just what they can do to help rise up in the ranks of where they're at? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, I it's it's pretty tight at the top up there. Um, I I know a lot of us have been kind of going back and forth and I know there's there's a couple of guys that I could mention right now who I, I've noticed have been shooting shooting up the charts. Um, some that have uh, been on been on your show quite often. Um, but uh, you know, I th- I think you just gotta. Um, this is gonna sound stupid, but just make smart choices. Don't don't try to get too cute. Um, don't try to get too cute with your captains. Don't try to get too cute with your matchups. There's certain fundamentals that we talk about a lot in the Discord. 
uh, especially, um, and on your, um, the show here that are, they're kind of, they're for a reason. Like there's a reason that we, that we drill these into people as, as guidelines, it, they work. And so I, I think really it's just don't get too cute with your choices. I know every, some, sometimes people want to do differentials and, and, and a differential or two, um, when you're making your choices it doesn't hurt all the time, but it, it you just got to be careful what those differentials are and make, make really wise choices when it comes to that. I know that's kind of vague read, but um, I, I think it's just my, if I had anything to say, it's just don't get too cute with your choices. Don't, you know, captaining defenders or goalkeepers and things like that, <laughs> that, that we joke about a lot. Um, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> personally but uh i'm also super conservative about the way i play um and uh you know you, you do a certain amount of chalk and then you try to make a, a differential here or there i think that's kind of the key um to to ways that you can gain um and if you feel super like in your gut about a matchup like go go all out with that matchup it's not it's not bad to double or triple up on a on a defense every once in a while if, if you're really feeling that matchup I think those are the kind of risks that um, really can propel you, but they can, you know, backfire as well. So you just kind of have to take that and move on to the next week. Short memories too, right? That's right. <laughs> fantasy giveth and fantasy taketh away for sure. But no, yeah. that, that's a great point. I know, we, I know a lot because of when we put out this show on Mondays, especially with these double game weeks, a lot of this is initial reactions to the past week, how we're building our team. And so lots of things can become chalky in, in what we're talking about or some of the initial picks. So that's why we try to throw out other names. That's why Ranch does the differentials picks. It's not like these are the guys to so look at sort of some thought processes of here's how you can broaden your mind and to select those players. And, and it's hard. You, you can't teach how to select because if you go to our Discord community, you see people talking back and forth and you can have great reasons. I mean, why you should captain a certain player each week, why you should or shouldn't include, who you should fade. Like there could be great reasons of why you can see like, man, I, I see both sides. And I mean, I'm not saying it's a gut call, but I mean, it. sometimes people are right. Sometimes people are wrong. And it is kind of figuring out can be an element of luck to that. There can be some elements mm-hmm. of skill. And sometimes it's about taking those differentials and putting them on your bench so that you have the ability to respond and react to that. There is some gamesmanship to it with, with our switcheroos and our autoroos. That's how we can help maximize those points so uh well we are excited to have you on i am excited to have you on tonight we the fantasy community should be excited to have you on tonight uh it was a short round previously so not a lot to talk about with takeaways so i'm really looking forward to kind of going through uh thought processes from you into the chat for how we're approaching this massive double game week that we have so just starting out real quick um i i was honestly not sure how this week was going to to go at the beginning because I, I did not go heavy with some of the LA players. At least I had them on my bench. So after the first game, I didn't have anybody from Houston. I didn't have any points really. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. And then I was away for father's day weekend. Doesn't really do a lot of checking and um, ended up with a one Oh eight. Super happy with that. Had the heel captain. That was great. Had Mukhtar, which was I think <clears throat> essential. If you captain Mukhtar this week, which I saw you in chat, Christian, did you go with Mukhtar? I, I think you were talking him up maybe last week or maybe not, not heal, but Mukhtar was, was great. Espinosa was good. I ended up kind of going with a little bit of differential with Rodriguez as um, my fourth defender. I ended up scrubbing it, not scrubbing. I ended up having a, a scrub midfielder. So I only ran with four, which is not how I usually play. So that was kind of crazy. 
but I did that so I could have um, Cucho, Polito, and Vela coming off of my bench, or at least as options. I had Polito and Vela who came off and gave me 19 points total. So that was a great boost that I had right there. Um, and then having the the keeper route with Daniel, uh, with McCarty and Daniel was was really great with that 0-0 draw that happened in Portland, uh, or happened in San Jose with Portland. And I almost, I almost scrubbed out to uh, to throw in McGraw for for one of my players, but I was I was I was pleased with what I had with 108 overall. Won all of my head to heads uh, overall rank 151. So uh, I'm pleased with that for what I shoot for each year. I usually shoot for just top 200, and uh, and I can't cannot complain. Some of the the hits and misses. I think Polito was a great bench play. I know that was some of the Sporting Kansas City was talked up and some of the weird form that LAFCs had. Uh, and so I ended up adding him to my bench, and and that was a great takeaway, even with their loss there. And then Heal did everything that we wanted from him against Orlando, and Orlando got that goal, which we were all very concerned about with the defensive losses that New England had about not going too hard with their defense. And we saw that. So I didn't get hit with anything there, and Heal did come away with some of those great points. Though it was Mukhtar who led the way with with his big 18 right there. Uh, the misses, this wasn't one that I missed with this in general. LAFC has just not been doing well with all of this double game week congestion that they have. And I think that's really concerning, especially going into to this week. So I look forward to talking about that Matt, today. Uh, then I wish I had gone with Shaq Moore over Lovitz with, uh, with Nashville. That was my gut, but I ended up going uh, with Lovitz and did not get as many points from him as I would have hoped. And also I expected a little bit more from from dc i ended up not having pines on my bench as a as a, as a switcheroo it had him on the field and uh, the double goals from rsl did not give some good defensive return right there so i missed out on that but good to see that from rsl i did see some people talking about them as a potential differential or a bench play last week and uh, i think that's definitely something you want to keep in mind or keep in your back pocket going forward because they could they could have some some opportunities right there um Matt, any anything you want to talk about from some takeaways or just what? How did you do last week? Yeah, so uh, I ended up with a one hundred and five. Um, so you you would have beat me if we had gone head to head. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, I, you know, I I really pretty much got what I thought I was going to get out of it. Basically, um, the the only miss that I, that I really felt like that I would have had, had I taken somebody that I thought that I was going to, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I scrubbed out Espinosa at 1029 right after Vela scored that goal. Um, right before lock, I had my dog out in the yard oh, yeah. and I'm sitting there on my phone trying to scrub, trying to scrub somebody out. <laughs> and, and I had, um, cause I had Cucho on the bench and I'm a six. I'm pretty much taking the six just about any time um, unless I just really, really think that player um, that I'm scrubbing is going to beat that. And Espinoza, it was, it was one of these, I had to make a quick decision and I went conservative and took the six and Espinoza ended up with a nine. So, you know, I would have, it would have put me at one Oh eight um, kind of where you were Reed. But other than that, I mean, I, I blew the Santi pick, but I think a lot of us did the Santi Rodriguez pick. Yeah. Um uh, my, my captain was heel. Um, and I think that's a saw, I mean, it was process. It's, it's all about the process and that was a good process pick. Um, Mukhtar would have been solid too, obviously. Um, and he, and he did well, had Polito, um, ended up Rodriguez, 
um, kind of a last um, a last minute thing from San Jose, and he came through big, which that helped out a lot. And McCarthy was my keeper, and I kind of just rode him, um, which I mean, outside of Daniel, was pretty much the keeper pick to have because it was it was just terrible for clean sheets last week, um, having so few games and with all the questions. Um, so really, um, you know, I'm surprised that the scores got as high as they did. I think a lot of us were, yeah. were like you were like you at the beginning of the night going, what is, are we even going to get any points this week? And, um, <laughs> you know, once, once he and Mukhtar came through it, it, I think it made a lot of us a little more comfortable with it. And, um, and yeah, other than the, the, the last, last minute Espinosa scrub, which I, I you know, could have gone either way at that point. And so, like I said, I went conservative and ended up three points short of what I, uh, what I could have, but you know, so I can't complain too bad. Yeah. It was a uh, Herrera who I took out for, for Sandy. So three point swing. So not, not crazy, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it is what it is. And that was, that was a really tough, I talked about this last week. If you were making any of these switches, the the San Jose game was going to give you that best opportunity, but you couldn't quite see those 830 games. And especially with how we kick off and how the extra time, it was not going to be perfect. So if you were making those decisions to to do your switches, you had to do them without 100% information. It was a little bit easier for me where uh, where I had my keeperoo going with, with LAFC was two points from the first game didn't think it was going to be that much different from what I was going to get with a, with a single game week keeper here. So I was willing to take that, that bet with Daniel and it worked out. It, it worked out really well, especially since Portland mm-hmm. had, had struggled some, but uh, some of those other ones were, were harder uh, to go, especially if you had Espinoza, this is, this could have been one where you were thinking, did I want to double up on their defense or triple up on a defensive unit here? So, uh, but it was, it was a rough time for that. Not any better this week with with this massive congestion that we have with double game weeks. But this is these are the two sides of the fantasy pendulum that you are seeing as players, especially if this is your first time. Very few teams playing due to massive buys because of international competitions. Then on the other side, almost every team playing a double game week, even with international call-ups and missing players and absences right here. So this this is peak because MLS right now. And so we're really excited to uh, talk more about that coming up. Uh, But first we're going to hit up our housekeeping in our next section right after this. Hello and welcome back to our housekeeping for round 18's massive double game week. Uh, Just abbreviated team recast. We don't have Blaine and Ashley here to talk about our head-to-head pro rail league but you guys are killing it this is i hope you're enjoying this this is super fun with with the pro rail so uh we're looking forward to bringing that back next year with with the expanded leagues uh, but i am going to give a quick uh shout out to the mls fantasy boss network of leagues players that we have so our discord head-to-head uh seven teams are tied at 15 0 2 but it is ryan McElany by points right there uh don't forget that name because again over at the patreon head-to-head ryan McElany is leading still with his score of 14 Owen two and Ryan is a former stats writer for MLSFantasyBoss.com. So excited to see his team doing so well right there. And then over in the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Hosts Invitational League, uh, that is Black and Red, who is just still leaps and bounds ahead of everybody with a record of 14-0-3. And And that is one of the, I'm going to say it, one of the most competitive leagues in all of fantasy. I'm going to go out on a limb right there. I mean, it's, it's a league that 
Like I said, it's invitational. Have a lot of the the top players. I, I think you're in that, aren't you, Matt? As well, you're not in that one. I'm next in that year, one. next year you're getting into that one for sure. Uh, but it's we have some pundits who are in there. We have some previous MLS players. Usually uh, Ben Bear joins us. Uh, we've had Matt Weeby in the past, but he just got tired of, of bringing up the wooden spoon there, and so he did not join this year. But uh, some of the top players and names that you hear on the show are in that that league, and it is it is tight. So so tight. I mean, you could have scores of like uh. Like I think it was I had 108 and maybe my opponent had 105 this week. So I mean it is super tight, which you could have fantastic, but black and red, a seasoned player doing so so well right there. But now let's talk about round 18. Uh, the social is out, so please do share that with us if you're listening to us live. But the double game week starts on Wednesday, June 21st at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it starts out with a bunch of teams. This this Wednesday is just like a regular week that we've come to expect during the, the Apple TV era MLS that we're in, 7, 38, 39, 30, 10, 30 games. Uh, but be sure to pay attention to who your double game week teams are, who your single game week teams are, because that will absolutely impact how you need to set up any kind of switcheroos or autoroos that you're going to be going for this week. Uh, there is a pinned comment in the main MLS chat at the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord with a very easy check to see who is on a double game week because there are a bunch. I'm just going to call out um, some of them right now. The teams with a double home week, New York Red Bulls, Austin, Colorado, LAFC, and Portland. Teams with a double road week are New York City FC, Toronto, Nashville, Vancouver, and Chicago. So for how you feel about homes and aways, those are the teams to look there. Uh, everyone is playing. And so I'm also going to shout out to all of the single game week teams. No one's on a buy. We have Dallas, Columbus, DC United, New England Revolution, Minnesota, and Miami. So those six teams right there are the only ones with a single. Everybody else is on a double game week right now. So those are some of the teams you need to be paying attention. For your switcheroo options, it's, it's going to be tight. I, I don't have any names to throw out for you, Matt. Maybe you do in a second if you want to, or even right now, if there's anything that you're looking at, but they're they're tight with with double game weeks like this. Is there anyone you've, you've, you're targeting to help you activate some switcheroos? Uh, for goalkeeping? Um, so what I like to do with, with double game weeks like this are I, I look at uh, usually the 730 matchups because they're, they're obviously easier to, to get the turnaround for the mm -hmm. later 1030 matchups. Um, as I look at, the, I look at those matchups and see which ones have like really good first games basically for that, for that Wednesday night matchup. And, um, and then it possibly if I want to see what that looks like for the first game and then, I can pivot to and still get two games from the late game keeper if I decide to go that route. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I look at the early games. So for example, um, this week you could, I mean, you could look at Guzan, you could look at Celentano, um, you could look at Coronel, um, even even Bendick, um, who, who I believe Andre Blake is out this week with Gold Cup um, for Philadelphia. You could go cheap with Bendick and if their first match doesn't go well or they get hurt or they get a red card, you can, you can still pivot and get two games out of your next keeper. So that's how, that's usually how I do switcheroos or, or keeper roos for, um, for double game weeks like this is I usually just target a, uh, 
an, an early matchup and just get that preview. And then if I, if, if it looks like somebody I want to stick with, then I just scrub the spot uh, and just stick with them for the second match. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I do. And those are some of the names that I'm, I mean, I know that's pretty much all the keepers um, in those, in those seven thirty games, but like I said, it's a little easier to turn those around. Um, you can look at the eight thirty matchups. Um, I know Clark from Houston, their defense is, been one that I know a lot of people, a few people are looking at. And so um, you, you, you could try it, um, but it's going to be tight um, seeing if, they, if they're going to get the clean sheet before you're looking at the 1030 games, especially with Apple kickoff being later than the actual game to kickoff times. Um, so I tend to look at the 730 and there's just, there's just so many questions, Reed. It's, um, defenses are going to be tough. Clean sheets are going to be tough this week. Yeah, and the way this week is set up, this round is set up with, we have a bunch of games on Wednesday and then all of the other games on Saturday. So without a Sunday game, it's really going to make your opportunities to preview a double game week's team's full two games worth uh, very difficult. The best you could do is Minnesota United plays at 9.30 on Saturday. So you anybody who starts their game at 7.30, you'll be able to see almost the entire game if you want to have an opportunity to preview as much of a double game week player score before you lock into having them uh, come off of your bench. Now that might not be a tactic that you want to do because that would mean you would be uh, definitely going with a Minnesota player uh, on the road against RSL. So you have a single game week player on your field may not be, be worth it for you right there. So this may just be around where you're going to go with the Otteru having a solid bench and then just seeing who is not playing and letting them sub in automatically as you can. Uh, Cause that, that's usually those two shots of what's going to be best. Yeah. It's going to be going to be tough with those switcheroos this week. Also don't forget, we have various cups and call-ups that are going on that you're going to have to be paying attention to in general. We have uh, information sent to me directly by our good friend, Tyler Aranchinator uh, to help us with a little bit uh, the injuries and suspensions and international call-ups, uh, some of the ones to be uh, aware of for injuries and suspensions. Uh, we have the yellow card accumulation for um, Giacomakis with Atlanta. We have Navarro from Chicago, Mascara from Cincinnati, yellow card accumulation. I think he might also be is he out for something else too. Uh, he's got he's got yellow card, so he's not here. Uh, Jones from Charlotte, Ababakar from Colorado had a red. Um, see Galvin from Colorado had a red. And then we've got, let's see here, Burnbaum from DCU was out with the red. Uh, Cheneau for New York City, yellow card accumulation right there. And then some of the big names to watch who are on card watch during the double game week, which of course that's important because if they get a yellow in their first game, you will only get them as a single game week player because they will be out the second one. Uh, we have Lucho Acosta from Cincinnati, Barrial from Cincinnati. We have Diego Plasios from LAFC. We have Pablo Ruiz from RSL. We have Jackson Reagan from Seattle and Paul Murray from San Jose as well, who are on uh, yellow card warning. And then some injuries to be aware of. Uh, we have uh, Lowe from Philadelphia, Chicharito from LA Galaxy, ACL season ending for him. Uh, Lowe had a hamstring injury. Uh, big ones from St. Louis, which I think will factor into some of the players we talk about in our next segment. Uh, but Klaus from uh, St. Louis out for four weeks. Uh, and then Lowen is out uh, with a quad injury for four to six weeks as well right there. And then Gene over in Miami with ACL tear season ending for him as well. 
speaking of the call-ups, getting over to a different section, uh, we have lots of various cups that are going on. So we have uh, for Atlanta, Robinson, Etienne, and, and uh, Fortune who are out right there. For Chicago, uh, we have, sorry, for Cincinnati, we have Miazga and Vasquez. For Colorado, we have uh, Acosta who's out. Columbus, Morris is out. Room is out. Uh, and Molina are out. Uh, for DC, we have Jesus Ferreira. For, let's see, going some of the, the big ones right here. LAFC, we have Long who's out. Uh, we have Yedlin out for Miami. If you're looking at Miami, I probably won't be doing that until Messi comes. So, but we'll still give him a shout out right there. Uh, a lot out for Minnesota with St. Clair, Valentin, Rosales, Lawrence, and Khan. Um, I see you're going down here to Montreal. We have Herrera out as well as Gilliard. Nashville, we have Godoy out and uh, Schaffelberg. New England still has no access to Jones. Uh, Sands out for New York City FC. For Red Bulls, we have Tolkien and Berkey out. Uh, Philadelphia, we have Blake out and low due to injury. Portland, the McGraw is out, a very uh, popular name that we've talked about before due to his massive bonus point generation right there for Portland. No, nobody else is even close in Portland with the McGraw. It's, it's crazy. Um, Rubin out for RSL. Cowell out for San Jose Earthquakes. We've talked about his impact before on Espinoza. Seattle, we have uh, Christian Roldan and Morris out. And then over in Toronto, Sean Johnson, Larea, Osorio, Romero, and Piglet, who are out. Then finally for Vancouver, Gressel, we have Ahmed and Brown, who are out as well. Uh, there are also going to be a lot of call-ups by the country. That's why most of these players are missing for CONCACAF. Uh, you can find out, of course, you can go to CONCACAF's page and find out. But you can also head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord and check out the Mega Reference, which is pinned in the um, fantasy tools section there to get this list. I know I just went through a whole bunch of names. That is the easiest way to do it because uh, CONCACAF, Common Bowl, UEFA, we have a few names out. Uh, lots of call-ups right now for the various tournaments going on as well as youth tournaments for U20s and U19s. There, there are players out there. So head over for sure this week. It is very important to check out the, the mega reference over there at uh, the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. The easiest way to get access to that is through MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. Click on the link. It's free. It's fun. It's easy. And it's an absolute fantastic community for you to be involved with where you can meet players like Matt Wojo right here who can answer any questions that they happen to be in general chat or just, just seeing some good people like that uh, in the chat every day that you're there. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure that I don't think uh, Ranch is in the chat right now, but I'm sure he would have enjoyed thinking that I might have stumbled over some of those names. I think I did pretty well, if I do say so myself. Uh, no one in chat is is saying anything to me. And uh, of course, I kicked off very well without having to say Matt's actual last name. He was very kind. Of <laughs> so I, uh, yeah. Yeah, a big, big thing right there. So, yeah, uh, anybody that I missed, Matt, that you think is worth pointing out uh, or is everything else pretty much there? Um, I, It's just a lot of names. It There's is. just a lot of names. I'm sure as we go through some of these positions, we'll we'll in, encounter more. <laughs> well, I'm sure we missed somebody as we were building our first teams being like, oh, wait, that, that one wasn't added yet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, no, this is definitely going to be around for everyone. We'll need to check the lineups if you can. Uh, as as they're coming out and have some backup names ready because it's it's going to be a big one. But we're going to touch on those names of players that you want to have on your short list, at least for your first drafts of your teams coming up next in our player pick section.
Hello and welcome back. We're going to be talking about our player picks coming up for round 18 of the MLS fantasy season. Uh, again, to mention, if you missed it at the top of the show, this is the final round of the third quarter qualifier of the MLS Fantasy Champions League for this week. Uh, so just be sure to check your teams. It's the top 50 players from this uh, qualifier three that are going to make it into the Fantasy Champions League. The next one, uh, qualifier four, is weeks 19 or rounds 19 through 24. Then after that will be the playoff for the Champions League teams for additional, additional prizes, prizes, prizes that MLS will give out right there. So good luck to anyone who is uh, right there on the bubble for that. And of course, good luck to anyone for your final chance to get into the Fantasy Champions League. All right, so we're here to talk about the players that we're first thinking of right now off the top of our head uh, for this massive double game week. And it is a doozy, Matt. I know we've already had some conversations in between segments and at the beginning. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested in also your thought process for how you're approaching each of these positions in addition to the players that you end up settling on. So let's start out. Who do you like at keepers and defenders? I don't like any of the keepers. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it, no, well, so the thing is, like, there's there's several matchups um, that that are really intriguing. Um, obviously, you know, Philadelphia has what what appears on paper to be um, a, a great matchup. Cincinnati's matchup looks really good. Um, New York Red Bulls matchup looks solid. But then you look into okay, who's who's gone then you start diving into who's gone and, you know, you, so Celentano was one of the first ones that came into my head, but then you have Miazga and Mascara are both gone. Right. And so then I was like, well, what about Philly? They've got, you know, solid defense. Usually Blake is supposed to be gone. Right. And so I think, and so any, anybody in chat, please correct me um, if I've missed, um, or assume that some of these people are gone, but from what I understand, these are people that are that won't be there. And so you're dealing with Bendick and Phil in Philly as your as your keeper. And so um, it's just you know Guzan. If you if you want to go cheap with Guzan because he's got he's playing NYCFC first and they just can't score for anything right now. Um, but Miles Robinson's gone, and I don't know if Abram's going to be there or not um, to to partner with Parada in the back um this as a center back and so there's just pieces missing constantly um from everywhere and so i for me i i think I, for some reason well see then i looked at coronel from new york red bull but andre reyes got a red card i believe last time and i think he is out Tolkien's you know you out. Tol yeah you have tolkien and reyes out and reyes is a, is a big bp generator there and so I mean, there's just pieces missing everywhere. So I don't, I don't know that there's one that just really comes to mind for me. And like I said, I like to do the 730 ones because it's easier to get a, a good preview of, of their matchup and, and how they're going to do. And, um, and then you can make a more educated judgment on if you want to go ahead and pivot to a, another double game late keeper, or if you want to just see that one out. And so um I think I'm just going to look at lineups. I'll be honest with you. Um I, I'm, I'm leaning Maybe maybe Bendix since he's got most of his defense there, um, and they've been playing pretty solid in the back for Philly, um, especially if well, we can talk about this later. But um, if Gazdag doesn't make it back, he's usually the third Philly player that a lot of people will take, and so that'll leave one open if he's not going to make that Wednesday matchup. Um, 
but I'm probably just going to look at lineups. I mean, Guzan's a possibility. Um, you know, I, like I said earlier, Clark from Houston. I mean, you never, those, those are some derbies with, with Austin and, um, and um, who they, Dallas. And so, but their defense is playing so good. And I think they've got most of their defense there um, in Houston. So that might be a good possibility. Um, so uh, that's, those are just my thoughts on, on keeper. Um, the late keepers, you're looking at maybe McCarthy. He's got a couple of home games. Um, could be a good one. Um, the Iva, Ivicic, um from Portland. Normally I don't go, like Portland keepers, but they're playing solid lately and they have a couple of home games that are nice. Um, so even without McGraw, they might, might be a good late game pick. Um, a lot of people are on Colorado. Um, I don't, Colorado is not good. <laughs> they're just not good. So I don't know if I trust them. Um, so I know that that's not really anything um, in stone there, Reed, but um, just a lot of question marks. Hard, hard this week. No, I get it. I told you that was one of the conversations we had at the beginning was like, I hate goalkeepers this week. And it is because so many, I mean, they get impacted by the defense being gone and the the keeper themselves being gone and, and some of the midfield being gone with the increased pressure. So for, for me right now, the way I'm leaning is, is you. I want to see the early game. During the last double game week with Atlanta, I was surprised by Guzan. Uh, so I know that they're missing Robinson. But I, I do know that LAFC has struggled. Not LAFC, sorry. New York City FC has struggled, and they're on the road right now. They're going to be on the road again in Portland. So they've got a little bit of travel this week, and they're going to have to be factoring into how they're playing in possible rotation. So I'm willing to take a, a role right there. Uh, going down the list of other 730 teams, because I, I like I like going with a 730 team player this week. Cincinnati, I, I'm real worried due to the absences with uh, Mascara and, and Miazga right there. And so they're going home to Toronto. So it, it could work for them, but I'm just I'm just concerned about some of the absences right there. Uh, Montreal and Nashville, we we know that Nashville's not been fantastic on the road, but uh, Mukhtar's coming off of a fantastic game last week, so there's going to be a lot of, of form and spirit right there. And and Montreal can can score, so I would not be surprised if, if something happened there, even if it was uh, just one goal for them, but it is at, at home. You already mentioned Red Bulls. I also thought about about Coronel and and Charlotte does get some stuff going every now and then. So so I do have some worries there. And then just so many people missing with Orlando and Philly just make me really wonder about that one. So if I'm looking at that 730 game, I'm willing to throw the dice with Guzan because it is one of the earlier ones and I can just see what it is. He's he's not too expensive either if you're still kind of looking at some of your budget right there. The second game, I'm not 100% on yet so with that 730 it's easy to look at the uh 1030 teams absolutely and again you could do the 930 colorado I, i've seen a lot of people talk about colorado as as well and i think maybe that's some of who's missing for vancouver or what's going on i don't think colorado's won at home yet i don't know if if that's just draws or just straight up wins but they've been struggling and they are missing abu bakar and so i I wouldn't, if you did anything with Colorado, it would have to be a bench play for me 100%, but I am not currently looking at Colorado. I would be more tempted by a, a super dark horse for the Kansas City roadkeeper 
than it would going with with Colorado. But I'm looking at Portland as one of my teams because I know Chicago is missing some players as well. Um, and I've just not been satisfied with what I've been getting from, from LAFC over the past few few rounds. And there's always the potential of a, of a keeper rotation with them that we all talk about. So I'm looking right now at Atlanta and Portland. Houston's also a very interesting option for me as well. It, it makes it tough to do um, if you wanted to do well, anyone, if you had Guzan to, to go into Houston or if you had Houston and Portland, just those times don't line up very well. So you'd have to make a decision before the game's absolutely over. But those are probably the top three that I'm looking at. Uh, but but you said it so well. This this one's just, just crazy. And you're going to want a double game week keeper. I mean, I know we talk about, I mean, you could look, Crew's going to have a backup keeper. We know that that their other teams, I mean, New England is playing Toronto on their second game, so they they could have a better defensive performance there. But you're just going to have a better chance at a gaming, even if your keeper gets four points in in both of the games, just from getting a couple, starting, getting a couple of, of bonus points right there. Gets, gets four points, you double that up, you have eight. That could be more than a single game the keeper does right there. So it, it's just going to be a better return to go to the double game with keeper. And, and right now I have it on, on Guzan and and Bingham to to go for that potential keeper route right there. And Reed, Reed what do you think about um, Seattle? I know they're supposed to be missing the roll dons this week, but LAFC has not really been scoring a ton. And they did against Kansas City this week, but um, so they have the away game at LAFC, and then they have a home game. To Orlando, I'd be curious. I wish Ashley was here because I'd be curious to ask. Wait, um, good thing to have her. <laughs> um, I, I'd be curious to, um, to to hear any of the our many many uh, Sounder followers and their thoughts on um, on Seattle's matchups this week because they're not terrible. Um, and if they have if they have their center backs, which I'm not sure if they do. I know they obviously they have Reagan, but I don't know if um, Yamar is, is going to be there or not, um, but if they still have their center backs, it might might still be in a good place um, to have a strong D. The the only thing for me is Seattle is I know that they are still missing players um, during this round. I mean, Ari Morris and Roldan are, have been called up to to the both of the Roldans have been called up for, mm-hmm. for Gold Cup. Ariega is out for Ecuador. He might be back for this round, so but you just got to check and see right there what's going on there for them. Um, Rusnak's on on yellow card warning. Reagan's on yellow card warning, right there. Um, and so I mean I think I'm not sure if Ladero featured in the last time either. There's there's just a lot of questions for me with Seattle, and I, again I've just not been super confident in the performances happening for LAFC, and and they themselves are, are missing. I mean. Palacios is on a yellow card warning, and then they also have players who are are missing for um, cops as well with with long outs uh, and play. So it's um, mm-hmm. it's it's that's where I that's why I'm hesitant to go with with LAFC is just because of the the recent performances that we've been getting have been shaky. But I definitely understand. This is again like we talked about at the beginning of the show. I can understand both conversations. Seattle is missing people, and so if it's gonna, if it's a week in Seattle, uh, I will definitely have Ashley post something on Twitter with her thoughts on on Seattle versus LAFC uh, this round because I get it. I I totally get why you might want to go with that. Uh, but for me, uh, there it's probably a third third or fourth option for me just because I've just lost confidence in in what I've been seeing with with LAFC uh, for. 
For defense, a lot of the same lineup thinking that, that you are. I definitely want, want Wagner right there. Barial is on my team, but he's on the bench because I am concerned about possible yellow card right there. Uh, Rodriguez. Those were three people right off the top of like these three guys I absolutely want in my team. I understand going with Lennon. If you are going with Colorado, again, absolutely someone who's who's on the bench. Wilson has been their highest scoring player, produces a bit more bonus points, but I still think it's really risky. Again, if you're going to double up someone with Portland without McGraw, Bravo is the next highest point producer there as far as bonus points goes, because that that's what I like to see from my defenders is that they're generating those bonus points. But I mean, it's McGraw has 37 bonus points. So the guy has 98 points this year and 37 of them have come from bonus points that he's generated. That is massive. Bravo is next with 19. So, I mean, it's, it is a massive drop in what you see if you're going to go with someone like that. Uh, I think it's easier if you're looking for these defensive options. Again, check the mega reference. See who is on set plays or who gets involved in those set plays because that's where you can see where a lot of that uh, could be coming into play for you. I know, I know I've seen some Austin players uh, thrown up there that that could be an option. Very shaky in my mind for that, but I could see where you might want to go with that because you have those two shots at them both at home. I don't, I don't know if I would go go with that but uh, you could definitely look at, at some of those options there for those players uh, but it's I, I think we're going to see a lot of chalk teams on defense if this makes sense a lot of chalk teams maybe some variation in the players uh, but be sure that you have some of those uh, backups ready in case you don't see someone featuring in a lineup for for what you you may see right there uh, let's see yeah good comment there Lennon gets all set plays if Amato doesn't play in the first game that's an Amato could be back, I think, that maybe he could come back this game. Um, or maybe he's out the whole guy. I had to double-check him again. But uh, yeah, Paulus, so, not there. Go for it. So what's, what's funny, I'm going to shout out Black and Red, because he and I were having a conversation a little bit earlier about um, about Almada. He's playing in Indonesia. And if he played, was it today he played? That's a, I mean, that's a long flight. <laughs> and yeah, I understand, Black and Red, that you can sleep on flights. But if anybody who's ever had that long a flight or even a flight just from Europe to to the United States, like you're tired, you're like you don't sleep. Most people don't sleep well on planes, even if they're in first class. And so I want to shout out Black and Red because he and I were having a nice little conversation about it. And, and we had a little fun banter, um, <laughs> giving each other, giving each other a hard time about um, sleeping on planes. And so it. It's possible he'll be in the lineup. I would be super surprised if Pineda put him in the lineup after that kind of travel. But stranger things have happened. And again, Reed, you said it at the beginning because MLS, right? I mean, you just never know. You never know what's going to show up in a lineup. And so if he's there, I mean, I don't want to jump into midfielders, but, you know, you got to decide what you want to (laughs) do. And so absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. It's not just about sleep. It's about the quality. Because I mean, flights cramped. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. But that's that's just a caveat. There are some players who are returning right now who could feature in round eighteen at the beginning of round eighteen. Uh, but they may not. They may be forty five minute subs. They may be sixty minute subs. They may just come back in in that second game. Amada is hugely important for this team. So it'll be interesting to see where they all line up. It next segment. Next segment. 
So let's move on now to our mm -hmm. midfielders. And again, Matt, want to hear your thought process. And particularly, I want you to answer the question that I almost asked a second ago. If Almada starts, is he on your team? So let's hear who you have. Oh, man, that's a, that's a tough one. That We also talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, so the matchups aren't great. Um the, the NYCFC, he, he did pretty well. Um, I was actually at the game uh, in New York when he, um, in the reverse fixture, and he ended up with like six bonus points out of nowhere. And so the guy just produces. Um, Atlanta has been such a Jekyll and Hyde team, though. Um, it's, it's been, it's, when, they, when you think they're good, they're, they're, they don't do well. And then when you think they're going to, do well they they don't and it's and just vice versa and so um it's it's that's a hard choice but i mean it, i don't know how you how you don't if he's in the lineup how you don't go with him i know it's i know he's expensive and i know some people will take that risk especially against new york red bull where he 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 got um he did get stonewalled in that last fixture with them and so it, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I really am. Um, I, I can't 100% tell you. Um, I, he's not in my lineup right now. If that if that helps. Um, so I I don't I don't know that I would 100% go with him. I just think there's a lot of other choices. Um, not a lot, but there's a few a few <laughs> other midfield choices. Um, because like I said, there's so many question marks with these teams. Um, and then and people are they going to get back in time? Uh, you know, since we're we're at Monday. We don't know who's going to be back, uh, especially from the, some of the European internationals um, that haven't gotten back yet. So, um, but I've but right now I have um, I've got Espinosa. Um, he came he came good. Um, I think he's got a good chance. Um, I've got Drew Isi. Um He goals in two of his last three since he returned from injury. Um, I know a lot of people don't like that he's boom bust, kind of a lot of variance there, but he um, he's he's looked pretty good since he came back, and I, he's got two great home matchups. Um, so I, I think I think he's a good a good shot to, this week. Um, Mukhtar, um, I know he's got two away, but man, that guy the form. I don't I don't know how you overlook that. It's just the guy can pull something out of nothing. And he's just playing so well. I don't know how you overlook it. Um, Herrera, Hector Herrera, um, actually has um, – I like his matchups a lot. And he's got such a good floor mm -hmm. that, um, I mean, he could still end up with, you know, 12 to 15 points just from his floor without a goal, without a goal contribution. And so um, – yeah, he's in my lineup. And then um, even though he's on a yellow card watch, I have Lucho Acosta. Um, seven goals in his last seven appearances. Like, he's just on fire. And they're playing so well. And he's driving that team. And you know, Reed, I mean, I'm sure you you catch most of the matches. But, okay. like, he's like he, he started out slow this season. And he's just caught fire. And, um, and his matchups are they're just really good. Now there's a, a, a decent chance I'll play him from the bench because of the yellow card issue. Um, Cause I'd hate for him not to play that second game, but um, those are, so those are my five right now. Um, I am looking at if, if there's a chance that God's dog will be back, he's coming into reckoning. Um, I will I'll think about him for sure. 
Um, but I don't want them with one game, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, Almada, obviously a lot of people are looking at Evander. Um, but he's just so inconsistent. So, um, good matchup, but I don't know. I don't know if I trust him. Yeah, Goss liked that one as well, that he was quickly on my list, and I was like, oh, man, but he's one of those guys that may or may not be back. And uh, Christian was in chat saying that he has a lot of questions about anyone who's playing in, in Euro or or Africa right now with, with, their, mm-hmm. uh, with their tournaments because that is – Definitely going to be some some big, big turnaround time for them to have to deal with. So um, but but we will see how uh, all that all that goes. I'm muting a couple of Reddit servers right now. Um, Yeah, those are those are the same players that I had on on my short list for for who I was considering. I mean, going down through some of the other teams that you're looking at, if it's not Almada, then there's not really anybody else I'm going to target with Atlanta and New York city has been so inconsistent and with their two away games, it's just not something I want. Same thing with Toronto is there's just no one there who's really been hitting that. I want to take uh, a flyer on. I know like if, if Blaine was here, I'm sure he'd be throwing out one of, one of his options right now. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, it's, it's for me, it's really like I want her or I want a Sorio. That's, that's who I want. If I'm wanting someone from Toronto when they're in, in form and, and that's just not an option. So, so I'm not interested in them right there uh going to to philly and orlando yeah it's gaslighting that i want not for one game though and orlando has still been missing so many people i, I just don't know the drusy pick that you have go a little bit more into that i think everyone because he has been one who was on fire last year we talked about him at the beginning of the season of overperforming his his average and he's not featured a lot for many people what is making you open to him for this round so, I mean, I think for one thing, Austin's playing a little bit better. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they've just been, I feel like they've been, there's some, some form happening there. Um, they, they weren't as bad. They weren't as good as they were last season, but they weren't as bad as they were earlier this season. I think there's the middle ground that they were not hitting. Um, he was out for a long time. Um, which I'm sure did not help their performances. But like I said, two two goals in his last three appearances. Um, getting some some uh, some fitness back, I would hope. Um, and really, I just I like the two home games. I think I think there could be fire. They're both derbies. There could be fireworks in both. Um, it's a risk, though. I mean, he's a, he's one of he's a high variance player. A lot of people will say boom bust, but high variance player who. Um, he could get a he could get you a two, or he can get you a a, a twelve, or a fifteen, <laughs> or a twenty. You know, I mean, seriously, he's, absolutely. But I, but especially on double game weeks like this, I really like taking, especially midfielders. I like taking high ceiling guys. Some people they they like to go with the floor players that that'll get you two two five point games and get you ten points, and that's I mean that's valuable. That's I still would take that over a single game player. But I think when you have a, a guy who's got two home games and he's looks like he's starting to fire a little bit, um, I'm I'm willing to take that risk um, at, for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah, and his, I'm, his, I'm a, yeah. I was gonna say, and his price at nine million is is really budget friendly for for this point in the season for a kind of player who you tend to lump him in with like that. So that I mean, if you're talking about the names like. Herrera, Espinosa, Mugtar, Gaza, those were all like 11 plus 
players, maybe maybe 10 and change, but I mean, at 9 million, even with some of the budgets that we have, if you're trying to think, oh, I need to make moves to maybe bring in Almada, that, that's an easy, easy budget point to work with. Mm-hmm. And he, and one other thing is, um, I mean, I know a lot of people talk about him overperforming as XG and, and things like that, but he's, I mean, he's a good player. He's just a good player. Um, I know that you can't, you can't put that in the numbers, um, but there's just some guys who, who do it, um, who overperform and maybe not to the point of last year, but still he's, he's a good player and um, he knows how to score goals and he scores a bunch of them. So um, I think, I think it's perfectly fine to, especially on a double game week like this, where he's got two home games. Um, I'm, I'm going to give him a shot. Yeah. And of course you talked about how, uh, St. Louis has some injuries that they're dealing with right now, especially Lowen, and I think that's taking a hit as to what might be expected. Taylor Twelman said that they will be tested over this these next couple of games, the next next several weeks, actually, and so I think that's for sure, and I'm shying away from any kind of St. Louis because mm-hmm. of that. Uh, again, I come back to this LA Galaxy Sporting Kansas City game. I made the joke that maybe I'd go with a Sporting Kansas City uh, keeper because of that, but Maybe here at, at midfield is where you start maybe thinking of a people even like Tommy that you might throw in there for for an option in midfield. Probably going to have to be a bench, which might be difficult if you are looking at Lucho. I think that is a good spot for him. Again, on the bench, I'd agree. But uh, L.A. has not been doing well. And so that could be maybe a differential pick that you could see that has some uh, logic behind it. Um, I mean, looking at Sporting Kansas City, He's he's leading the way with with 90 points right there uh, at their midfield spot. Again, nine million. So right there in that same sort of Darussi type type spot. And he's gotten uh, two assists and a goal over his his last five games. So dependent upon those offensive actions to get a really good set of points. Uh, but with two shots this week, uh, one on the road to L.A. and then at home against Chicago, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. yeah, not bad. I, I don't know if I'd make him top five, but I could see maybe contending for that fifth spot or for a switcheroo spot going on right there. Uh, I think uh, one of the, the things with the, the SKC mids are, it seems like, you know, uh, Kinda hits whenever you want, whenever you take Tommy and whenever you take Tommy, uh, it's and vice versa. So <laughs> you just never know which one to pick um, yeah. of, the, of those two guys. Um, so that, that the consistency is a little, um, oh, low absolutely. for me. Yeah. That's, that. that's why I've shied away from the past. I mean, of course, on the other side too, Brugman, uh, just to give LA galaxy there, they're doing mm-hmm. Chicharito's out, but Brugman has been a uh, fallback to lots of people I've looked at, um, already. So, especially since, since Ricky's not doing so great. Yeah. Brugman's one of those good floor guys that I was talking about that, mm-hmm. that, you know, he could get you six or seven pretty easily without any kind of goal contribution. And, you know, you do that twice and you end up with a 14 point week, um, which is really solid. Um, so that's not, that's not a bad, bad choice. This is where I see some, some more chalk in the, in this round is probably going to have some chalky midfields. I think we'll have some chalky teams of defense with some variation of players. Uh, but now let's move on to forwards and see, I don't know, is this, is this a two or three pl- forward round, Matt, who are you looking at? Oh, it's uh, it's as few forwards as possible. Um, uh, we thought goalkeepers were bad. Um, I I'm not a, a huge fan of the forwards. I think uh, the chalkiest guy you're gonna get is Carranza. I think 
um, his, 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 I mean, his last two double weeks have been incredible. Um, and another, another discussion that we were having earlier today, actually it was, it was black and red again. He was talking about, um, every time he strands Carranza on the bench after the first game, he hits in the second and he's done that twice. He's done that the last two double weeks. He went from a one to a 10, you know, and it's in week 13. And then in week 15, he had a two and a 15. And so, um, quite boomer bust when it comes to that, but I just like, I love Philly's matchups. I think, I think they're really good, at least from an attack perspective and, Carranza, I mean, I think with especially with the form that he's had, I don't, I don't, any team without Carranza is probably, you know, making a poor choice, in my opinion. Um, I think another one that a, a lot of people love is uh, they like Buwanga this week. Um, I that it's one of those things where he's he's in Africa um, as of this weekend, and so. Will he get back and will he play? I mean, based on his past and coming back from internationals and how quickly he's bounced back, um, it wouldn't surprise me if he did. But with LAFC's form and all that travel, how effective is he going to be? Um, now, he might be a, a, a good bench play um, and see how he does. Um, he's got the two home games, solid matchups. Um, he's obviously a very a great goal scorer. And so... Um, I think Bawang is a, a solid a solid pick. Um, I, I'm trying to decide. Um, we'll we'll I think lineups are probably going to um, affect a lot with that on whether I go with him. And then the third one I'm looking at is um, is Polito. I think that I think that's super talky as well. He's just been hot. He's just been on fire. I'm picking him mainly for that second matchup where he's home to Chicago. Um, I think Chicago's just shipping goals. And um, Polito's the—he's the penalty kick taker. He's the um, kind of the the guy pulling the strings um, in that lineup, at least in my opinion. Um, and he's just—he's starting to hit some form, which is really nice. Um, so I think of those three, um, there's a really good chance that I'll—that I might scrub a forward spot. Um, a lot of people do switcheroos and do five defense and scrub two of their defenders. But a lot of times I'll, especially on double weeks, defenders score really well. And so I'll scrub a defender and a forward. Um, so that's just a, uh, it just depends on your preference and who's available um, as to, as to um, what you decide to go with. But I know a lot of people scrub forwards as well. So there's a good chance that I might just see who, who hits on the two forwards on the bench and then pick the best one um, and just do it like a, an, essentially an auto rue, but um, mm-hmm. using a using a forward and a defender. Yeah, that tends to be how I play as well with a, with a scrub defender and a scrub forward, and and then going for my bench there. As I I usually play all of my mids to see. I don't know this week because I, I do feel like Acosta has to be on the bench. So interesting yeah. lineups. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm right with you with like the top three: Carranza, Ben, um, Polito. And Bowanga, but with the big question marks around Bowanga, I don't think you switch to Vela if, if that's what happens, because I would expect Bowanga would at least get one game, and that's going to eat into uh, what he does. And if potentially LA could do well against Vancouver, I, I don't know. Against question marks about LA that I'm just I'm just not sure. Uh, but the big problem is a lot of the other forwards are either not available or have a single game. I mean, yeah. uh, Benteke 
one game at home against DC. Cucho, one game at home against Nashville. Not bad games, especially since that's Cincinnati's second game. Could have a couple of key players missing because of yellow card accumulations in addition to players missing for for some call-ups. Could be good options, but is it going to be enough? I mean, this could be where we see a single game week guy edge into the points that a double game week guy plays. Mm-hmm. If if Cucho has a massive game, if Benteke has a massive game, will it happen? I don't know. Abobasi, another double game week guy, hit or miss. He's gotten two goals in his last four games. And when he doesn't get the goal, he gets like two points. So what's going to happen there on the road to Houston could be kind of tough. Like you mentioned, they have most of their, their starting solid players. They're especially on defense as available. And then, uh, they're going to be at home to St. Louis. Kind of like that matchup with some of what they have, but who's going to be there? Kay Cowell is going to be gone. So what impact that's is that going to have on the team? So uh, it's it's just a lot of, I don't know what's going to happen with some of these players. Um, I'll, th- so- I'll throw one out also um, on behalf of Blaine, since he's not here, um, <laughs> which, 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 which I want to say, I am disappointed that I that the the one time that I get to come on and neither one of them are there and I don't get to, to chat with them. So I'm I'm disappointed, but I will get over it. Um, but I wanted to throw out um, Jossi Zardes. Um, he's not a is not a, a sexy name to throw out there, but um, goal contributions in five of his last six games, two home matches. Um, if you're short on funds, he's pretty cheap. So um, I will throw that out there. I won't be taking him more than likely, but um, he is an option, and um, he's 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 been helping out the offense um, there. So no, if he if he plays, if he plays, that's a that's a that's a pick. I mean that's yeah that's a great shout out right there. I mean also in spirit of Blaine. I mean we could mention Bernadeschi. It seems like he does always mention someone mm-hmm. from Toronto. They got an assist against Minnesota. In the last double game week, uh, did play 85 within 90 minutes during that last double game week as well. So on the road to Cincinnati, on the road to New England, both teams missing some defensive unit players. Maybe Bernadeschi has has something in him this week, and he is $8 million, So another cheap player right there. And maybe, again, we mentioned uh, RSL as someone who could be worthy of a bench spot going up against Minnesota and St. Louis, those are some opportunities right there wherever they could could shine if you want to take, again, a, a bench for me 100% if you're looking mm-hmm. at, at that. I think those are a couple of, or those are three differential forwards. I could see you making an argument for, for how that, Bernardeschi would probably be the lowest of those three because they're missing other other parts that make me question Toronto. But, uh, but Zardes uh, is definitely one, or someone from RSL could be interesting differential that you take for for a forward spot depending on how you want to use that money uh chicken chat real quick uh you rudy i don't know that's uh that's an interesting pick right there Carranza, absolutely um we'll see what what Carranza only only benefited as well if goslock is back for for Carranza. yeah i mean you could go uh ura too if you wanted to go differential for philly um he's super variant super high variant for him but he, um, uh, I mean, I would go Carranza ten times out of ten, uh, but still, if you're if you're looking at a price thing, you know, maybe a budget thing, um, you could go with him as well. All right, so let's move on to our final segment now, which 
maybe is more unfair than usual for me to be asking this question on a Monday before a double game week. But Matt, who are you looking at for your captain? Um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's not, there's not great ones. Um, I think, a, I think a solid one, God, if Lucha wasn't on yellow card watch, I'd, <laughs> Absolutely. I'd, I'd, he'd be, he'd be my number one. Um, I, I think Hector Herrera is a good shout. Um, I mean, if he, even with his floor, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, you could end up with, you know, 24, 25 points just from a floor matchup. Um, so he's, he's a super solid shout. Um, if you want to go risky, you could go Drew C or, or somebody like that. Um, honestly, I, I considered Kai Wagner, um, his last two double game weeks, he's got 19 and uh, 23 points for his double game weeks. Now I know we don't have Blake, you know, for this one, but he's on set pieces. These are great matchups for attacking points, and then that's that's his forte, that's his wheelhouse. And so, I mean, I couldn't blame somebody for for going with Wagner. A um, little more risky, you could go Carranza. Um, I could see that happening. I don't know that I would. I'm a little too conservative probably to do that, but um, I really wanted to last last double game week. I wanted to um, that he had. I wanted to go with Carranza. I didn't, um, but I could see somebody who wants to really make up some ground. The captain mm. this week yeah. is one place is one place that you could really do it. And if you pick somebody who's going to go off like that, um, you could make up some serious ground. But I, so so Herrera is probably where I'll land, um, barring any kind of lineup zaniness. <laughs> how that happens Wednesday night. Um, Herrera is probably where I'll land. Yeah, for for me, I'm I'm going with Mukhtar um, as as the choice. There there may have been some weirdness with the the connection just a second ago, so I apologize. Uh, but for me, I have it on Mukhtar right now. I totally get that Herrera pick for for that floor because I mean I could definitely see. I mean Houston San Jose could could be a zero zero game and and Austin Houston could be a zero zero game or really go in Houston like th- those are some some like games that I really don't know how to how to feel those out but um, for me it's on Mukhtar right now uh, I like his shot against Montreal going on this form that he's had and even though he's still on the road um, I'm interested to see how he does against Columbus with them missing some pieces that is some question marks I know we have talked often about how Nashville is not a road team. And so that, that that does have me worried that that may be more superstition than, than the firm logic. But um, I could see how this would be a defensive week as well to go with a, a solid player right there. But there's just the, those missing pieces make it really worrying. So I, I may just end up falling back on one of my go-to tried and true midfielders right there with Mukhtar. Uh Checking chat real quick. Yeah, some similar names right there besides the, the joke names that get thrown out. But, but yeah, Mukhtar out there. Some people looking at defenders as well. Uh, Breck Shea on there. Always. We always have a Breck Shea call, call it right there. Uh, Drusi's an interesting one. I think that is definitely a differential one, but uh, I, I don't have a feel for who's going to be be uh, the top three this week. But be sure to head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord to get to the Discord community and vote mm-hmm. in the uh, Discord player poll where we get, take community feedback from where you think. doesn't have to be your final team, just players you like. doesn't have to end up being a, within budget, just the players you like. Uh, and we post that. 
so that you can see uh, just how we stack up against the stuff that Skylar puts out for MLS official for, for team ranking. So it's just, it's just fun. Um, all right, but let's wrap everything up this week. Great conversation. I think, thank you so much chat for participating. Let's wrap it up with our plugs. Who you want to shout out, Matt? I want to shout out at soccer down here, which is uh, a local um, Atlanta um, mm-hmm. soccer community. They put out content like uh, they have, um, they broadcast on Twitch. They have a podcast, and so it's just some of the some of the guys, the local um, media guys down here or um, in Atlanta um, for soccer down here. I've also been doing um, a weekly picks for them, um, just just a small small bit of content. So just wanted to shout them out. Um, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know we've had some people from uh, Soccer Down here involved in the show yep. in the past. So yeah, no, a fantastic project. Patrick, Patrick, and Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic yep. stuff going on down there. Uh, of course, I'm going to give the usual shout outs: MLSFantasyBoss.com for the articles that we have coming out. Again, I know this this round of double game weeks has been rough with content, but we appreciate everyone who uh, who is still checking out and participating in the the uh, feedback opportunities that we have. And of course the MLS fantasy boss discord cannot mention it enough throughout the entire show. It is just a fantastic place to go and get feedback for your picks, thoughts, just general community as well for, for just anything you want to talk about. I know there's lots of things to talk about right now in MLS messy. If you check the front page, um, really diverse right now uh, offering of of news that that you're going to see, but uh, it's head out to the Discord for all sorts of talk, especially during game weeks. You get lineup notifications. We have the, the fantasy tools and then other little side fantasy games. Of course, with with different tournaments going on, they have their own fantasy games that we don't talk about here, but we do uh, have little community sub communities for right there for you to check out. So again, all of that mlsfantasyboss.com/slash/discord. Uh, but yeah, just be sure to get your team set. By Wednesday, those lineups will be locking at 7.30, so just do everything that you can. Uh, But for now, as always, good luck. 